Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Come on, this is gonna get good today. Can, can, we, can we turn the lights on, Brother Sean, whenever you get a chance? Um, this is an amazing day. It's, it's, it's a special Sunday just because it's a really important time for us, like we do on Easter, like we do on Christmas, uh, to look back at that moment where the greatest gift that Jesus could have given was given to his people. So that is what today is, the gift of the Holy Spirit given to his church. In this church, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the life of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the greatest thing that could, could be given to us to help us live, to move, and have our being. Any, come on, this church is gonna wake up this morning in Jesus' name. And so, I, I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna read a handful of scriptures. But I was, um, I was driving back home yesterday with the family. We were away. Um, the pastors were away just getting some refreshment. And um, I was on 55. How many of you know, sometimes driving on 50, most roads in Chicago, you're gonna see something. You're going to catch some something. And um, we were heading back into the city, and coming out of the city, I could see police car lights. And um, they were, as we were getting closer, traffic was just backed up. And um, this, this individual um, was coming, coming is, that, is that southbound? Whatever, he's going out of the city. And this man was on a divvy bike in the middle of the highway, <laughs> pedaling as fast as he could. <laughs> Right in that divvy, I swear, Rachel and Rachel and I just looked, and we were just like, "What?" And the cops were behind him with the lights, so that nobody hit him, trying to get him like off the. And I was just like, "What is happening?" Like, he was the best part is he was on a divvy. It wasn't even his own bike. He was on a divvy, and I was just like, "This is a trip." I love this city. I do. He was probably going the right way to where he needed to go. He was probably on the right road. I have a feeling he was heading, he knew, he was like, I'm going, I'm getting there, like regardless. But how many of you know, he was on the wrong vehicle. Come on. He was, he was operating in the wrong vehicle. Most of us in this room, and I don't, I don't want to categorize because if, if you know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, you're welcome to, we're so glad you're here, but but I, I really believe this, that we're all on a road getting closer to Jesus every day. It's a walk of faith. Amen? How many of you know this is a road? This is a road. This is a journey. But some of us are operating on bikes when we should be getting in the car. And I really believe what the car is, the car is the gift of the Holy Spirit for our lives. Some of you are getting stuck. Some of you are pedaling really, really fast, trying to do it really, really hard, trying to do all these things. And the Holy Spirit's like, can I just help? Can I get you off this bike? Can I put you in that squad car? Not to get you arrested, just to help you get there fast. Can I help you get to where you need to go, where I'm calling you to go? So today, I really believe that the gift of the Spirit of God that was given 2,000 years ago, that is able to be given to us today, is gonna to be given to us, and many of us in this room are gonna get on the road with the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna see miracles, we're gonna see signs, we're gonna see wonders. I'm preaching to a really quiet church today. We're gonna to see the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives produce something in us that we've never seen before. But today, hear me, it is a gift. And you can reject a gift. I won't ever reject a gift. If you want to bless me, bless me. I won't. 
You can reject a gift or you can receive a gift. You can take a gift and you can abuse it. You can throw it on the shelf. You can throw it away. Come on, how many of you have ever gotten some Christmas gifts? You're like, what is this? I got a shower radio one time. I said, what in the mess? I threw that thing out right when I walked out. The Holy Spirit's a gift. He's been giving us to us today. Amen? So I, I'm going to read some scripture, if, if that's all right. Can I read some scripture? We love the Bible here in this church. We believe in the Word of God. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the best thing in the world. But this in regards, I, I, I guess I put a title to this today. Uh, it's called A New Way of Living, if you needed a title. There you go. Uh, but David Wilkerson says this, an incredible man of God out from New York. Um, if you've never watched any of David Wilkerson, I, I, I love the old guys. The people that are dead and gone that just just ripped. They just gave it. Anyways, he wrote the cross and the switchblade, and he says this about Pentecost Sunday, about the gift of the Spirit. He says, when you strip it of everything else, Pentecost stands for power in life. Everyone say power in life. That's what came into the church when the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. Power in life. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. I'll just read this real quick. Go to your Bibles to Acts uh, chapter one. Just mark that there real quick. But I wanna read an Old Testament prophet speaking of the day that the Spirit would come. And he said this, and I will give you a new heart. Everyone say new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. Everyone hear that? I will put my spirit within you, the Old Testament prophet is writing, and cause you to walk in my statues and to be careful to obey my rules. So that was the promise spoken. Acts 1, we get the promise fulfilled. How many of you know God's promises never, it's not churchy thing to say, it's truth. It never returns void. He is faithful to see his promises through. He is faithful to his word. He's coming back, church. Jesus is coming back. We intentionally sang today two songs that reminded us that he's coming back. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for a purified bride. He's coming for a bride that he can... I guess I've just been off four weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I... Acts 1, you ready? After his, speaking of Jesus, verse 3 in Acts chapter 1, after his suffering... He presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. I just, many convincing proofs. He just needed to show up. When he walked through that, if I was in the, and he walked through the walls like you, that's, I'm convinced. But some of us need a little more convincing. Hello? But Jesus is kind. Catch that? Many convincing proofs. He appeared to them over a, 40, a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Jesus was consumed with his father's kingdom. That's all he cared about. He didn't care about feelings. He, didn't care about, he cared about the kingdom. One occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Everyone say gift. Everyone say gift. My father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John, speaking of John the baptizer, baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? 
He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. It's so funny that Jesus shares this thing. You're gonna get a gift. If Jesus says to me ever, you're gonna get a gift, I'm not worried about anything else. I'm like, tell me the gift. But these brothers, they're still figuring it out. Jesus is patient, he's merciful. He answers their questions, basically like, just chill, and then gets right back to the business he's at at hand right here. Ready? He says, but you will receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So flip over to Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. Verse one through four, it says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. I, 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 Rachel put Titus down to bed the other night. And uh, forgive us for the personal story, but I think it's just so fun. It's amazing that kids can catch this. She said, she said um, where's Jesus? And he said, he said, in heaven, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. She said, what happens when you accept Jesus? He said, you get to go to heaven. I think my son's saved, almost, in Jesus' name. Um, keep interceding for him, please. And, um, and she said, yeah, yeah, you get to go to heaven. And he said, and then you get this. I said, you have grown up in a charismatic home. You just... <laughs> Praise the Lord. You went... <sighs> I said, breathe on me, Titus. Give it to me. <laughs> Woo! I love the Lord. I love church. We should have fun. It's good. It's verse 3. Back to the Word of God. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enables them. Holy Spirit comes, fills the room. These, these men and women get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. They begin to pray, speak out languages that at that time, there was all different nations in that place for that time, for that festival. And the Lord gave them different languages to begin to minister to, to each person. How many of you know God is about everybody? And he wants everyone to come back. This was a restoration of what happened at Babel in the Old Testament when all the nations were separated. Everything was dis All that stuff happened. It was a bringing back together. Come on, how many of you know his, his truths remain? His truths remain. He is about bringing back. He's about getting people back. He's about gathering people back to his heart. It happened right there. Acts 2, 38 through 47. Here we go. After that, just a, there's just a few more verses. Peter replied, because now all the people are hearing this. They're like, what is going on? How are they speaking in our language? What is happening? And Peter, who was once a denier of Jesus, who had nothing to do with Jesus in a moment, stands up among thousands of people and declares this. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children. Woo! And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Save yourself. Jesus would wish that no man or woman would perish. You believe that, church? He, he believes that. It is our choice to say yes or no to him, but he has a heart that says, I do not want any man or woman to fall. Those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's a, that's a whole lot of people. You all right? Verse 42, you all right? What time is it? Is that clock ahead? 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Catch this. I'm going to close with this section. This is important here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, communion, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Now mind you, this was not a time where Christians were accepted. This was not a time where believers, followers of the way of Jesus were welcomed. This was a time where people feared for their lives. They were beginning hung upside down. They were getting crucified for their faith. But it says because of the Holy Spirit, I'm teaching to somebody. It says because of the Holy Spirit, they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. The Holy Spirit will turn your life upside down. In the midst of all the world, it'll make you go, no, 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 no. I know who lives inside of me. I know what gift I have been giving. I don't care what is happening. I care about the kingdom. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Father, yeah, thank you. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for your life. Thank you for conquering the grave. And Jesus, thank you for the great, great gift of the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, with just these few moments, I, I pray you, you, you transform each heart and mind, soul in this place, including me. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you reveal the kingdom of God to us right now in a greater measure. I, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just have your way. Thank you for the empowerment that's in you, that we get to have a life, that we get to have power, that we get to have strength, that we get to have peace. So we thank you, God. We bless you and we love you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. A new way of living. How many of you ever moved houses before? Yeah, most of us. Most people in the city, they, I feel like they move every year. I, I feel like that's a thing to do here. It's like new apartment every year. But I, I, I know one thing certain that, that when, when Rach and I, um, well, let me do this. When Rach moved in, when we got married, when she moved into my apartment, uh, there was things in my apartment in that moment that couldn't stay. Like some of the posters I had from college, some of the things that I wanted to remember myself and my career in college, all the good trophies. She was like... But even when we moved from, from where we were before to Chicago, we, we, we looked at some of the stuff we had in the house and we said... That stuff can't come with us. This thing's got to get retired. Like one of our couches that we frequently had about eight or nine football players sitting on about every night because I was the football chaplain for, for the university. And so if you can imagine some, some of these men that sat on our couches, most of them didn't shower post-practice, which I never understood. I, 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 I just don't understand that. But we welcomed them and they would sit on our couch and that couch was, well, I don't even know what kind of fabric it was, but it felt like a carpet-esque. So you know how carpet just retains smell and it's just, it's not leathery. It wasn't leathery at all. It was carpet. You know, you know what I'm saying? So like when we picked it up to move it, you just got the, the whiff of all things athletes and sports and sweat and goodness and all that stuff, right? And so we looked at each other and we were like, we have some money, not much, but we have some money. This couch 
This ain't going with us to the new place. We'll just leave this. Sure enough, we left it outside. That thing was gone within four hours. Somebody took it and blessed them in Jesus' name. But, but, but there are things that, that you take into new phases of life, into new seasons of life that you can't take from the old. And the thing about this is, I'm just trying to make a connection here that like, when it comes to saying yes to Jesus, when Jesus comes and he rules and reigns over your heart, it's not just a prayer. It's not just simply a prayer to get, get a, get a out, of, out of hell card. It's not, it's not that. It's a true revelation that he's king. I'm not. He saved my life. I can't. I'm messed up. I'm broken. He's whole and he will make me whole. It's the revelation that he rules and reigns over all this, that he died, he gave up his life, he resurrected and all that. Like, that's what it means to say yes to Jesus. He becomes Lord and I become his servant. And so when you have that, there are things in your life, in my life, let me just talk about me, that could not come with me into the new. And I had to look at my life with Jesus guiding me through the spirit going, there are things, Jay, that you have in you that need to, need to just stay dead. I've made the reference before that, that when you come to Christ, your old life gets buried, right? But sometimes we pick up the shovel back and we're, doing, we're like trying to dig it back up. Like, I like that. And God's like, no, 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 no. Because when you come to Jesus, you can't take old stuff. The kingdom of God is about new things. The kingdom is all about doing new works. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, scriptures right. Behold, I'm making, I'm making rivers in the deserts and streets. Is this the scriptures? I'm doing new things. I'm creating new ways. I'm giving you new life. You know, you know it's, not, it's not like I got saved on this date and I, and I just was transformed. No, I got, when I got saved at 22, I got a brand new beginning. Hear me. It's not just a second chance. That's going pretty. It's not a second chance. It's a brand new beginning. I got a brand new beginning in Jesus. And when the spirit came into my life, because when you say yes to Jesus, you know what you get? You get the spirit of God. Can you just be encouraged? You're like, I don't know if I, if you said yes, you get the spirit of God. And in serving Jesus and saying yes to the spirit, there was an activation that began to happen in my life. There was things that started to happen, and as the Holy Spirit took possession over every thought, every action, every attitude, everything in me, as I've given him access to do that, I've watched my life. Man, when Rach and I got married, she worked with somebody that knew my old life. Forgive the personal story, but she knew, the person knew me, and she, they said to her, you married who? She says, I know that dude. That dude ain't good. And she goes, oh no, he got saved, sanctified. He's living with the Holy Ghost. Like he's, he's full of, and they're like the same JP that like, she's like, oh yeah, because that's what should happen. You all right? It's a new way of living. It's a new hope. It's a new life. The spirit of God should come and possess our lives because it's the promise of what Jesus said would be given to us to walk this thing out every day. Because man, how many of you know this road is hard? No, just, just me and a couple Following Jesus is hard. Newsflash. If you've not heard that from a preacher, let me just tell you, it's not the easiest thing. It's the best thing. It ain't easy. But the Spirit of God has been given to us to possess our lives, to help us walk this thing out, to live this thing out. On that day of Pentecost, when Jesus ascended back, took his rightful position next to the Father, he gave the Holy Spirit to a whole bunch of people that were just sitting and waiting and hoping. And the Spirit was given to them. And in that moment, whoo, things changed. A new way, a new and eternal promise came. A new way of living happened. This is the hope for us today. 
that the Holy Spirit is what keeps us living in the new. Can I tell you that? If you're stale today in your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to make it new. That'll preach. That's for somebody. Take it. You're like, I just am not, I can't, I can't get it with him. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just blah. My walk with the Lord is blah. There's a difference between valleys and you choosing not to be activated by the Holy Spirit. There's a way big difference. Either one, ask him to help you. I'm gonna preach today. Is this all right? I don't care if you go say amen. I'm gonna preach. The Spirit opened up a door for us to live in the new. For those people, for us today, old lives becoming brand new, dead things coming to life, families being restored, marriages being restored, marriages being strengthened. Come on, we say in the time, in church all the time, I do, marriages being restored. What about just the fact that the Holy Spirit strengthens godly marriages? What about the Holy Spirit strengthening God-fearing children? Like, he does it all. Deniers of the faith becoming declarers of the kingdom of God when the Holy Spirit gets activated. People that, that ah, I sat with a guy who was overseas. I sat with a guy that did business for 25 years. He was a businessman. For 25 years, he was building an empire, he said. He had houses all across Europe, he said, him and his wife. He spread out, and he drove home one day in his car, in the Holy Spirit, he says. He said, he said he's, he's not all like, he's like, you're a charismatic nutcase. And I'm like, I know, it's just whatever. But he's like, but the Holy Ghost showed up to my, I was like, the Holy Ghost, I, yes. Uh, the Holy Ghost showed up to my car and transformed me, and on the drive back said, leave everything, serve me in the ministry. Ministry. He said, yeah, what? People are like, I don't want that prayer. <laughs> Went home to his wife, was fearful for telling his wife, we got to sell everything. And she said, if the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost told you that, we're doing it. Holy Spirit enables people to walk in the pursuit of what he, I mean, this man said, I had to sell my house. I said, you got to sell your house. He said, no, not one, but three. I said, you sold three houses to serve the Lord? I was like, oh my goodness. He said, yeah, but I'd do it over again 10 times. Because when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he said he tasted the goodness of Jesus that he had never tasted before. He said he wept in that car. He embraced the presence. Oh, man. A new life in that moment was created. A new trajectory was created. Family was changed. He's got two kids. They're both serving the Lord. Both serving the Lord. The Spirit of God activating and equipping the building of the church and the presence of God just falling over, over the place. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. That the world witness the presence of God. Go from a cloud, go from a temple, go from fire. All Old Testament moments that were powerful and amazing from a tabernacle into being inside of a person, inside of a group of people, that the Holy Spirit went from a place where it was the holies of holies inside each and it said that it fell on all people, Scripture said. It said it fell on every single person in the room. He is not, he's, he's all about everybody. Hear me. In that moment, the world said, the, the, the body said, the people of faith, that ain't in the, that's in them now. Pentecost changed everything. It was a new way of living. It's no longer just showing up on Sundays and doing our spiritual ritual stuff. Being religious. Checking it off the box. No, when the Holy Spirit comes and resides in you, your day by day by day is 
filled with power, filled with truth, filled with life, filled with the presence of God. It's not just showing up on Sundays, it's showing up every day going, Holy Spirit, you're inside of me. You know what you're gonna do today? You're gonna activate something inside of me. You're gonna do something inside of me. You're gonna transform something inside of me. And so the newness of the Spirit of God came and transformed every single bit of people within that group. And he's doing it today. How many of you say amen? Three things, real quick. Can I give you three things? I'm just preaching today because this is good. I love, I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But he's sitting next to his Father, and he's giving me his Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. Man, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I wish. Whew. Spirit came and made his home within lives of people, and it changed everything. So this matters. This, once again, proves to us that our God has kept his word to people. You want to know how God's kept his word to you? The spirit is inside of you. He fulfilled his promises. So just three things to reaffirm that the spirit of God gives us a new way of living. You ready? First and foremost is this. The Holy Spirit gives us what we can't give ourselves. Come on, that's a really good place to say amen. The Holy Spirit gives me, gives Jay, what I can never give myself. It says a couple things that it says this, and based off of that quote, I love it. It says that the Holy Spirit, you know what it gives me? Life and power. Two things I can't give myself. And there's a whole bunch of people, whole bunch of people today that think that they can carry on, they, they can do their own thing, that they're the captain of their own ship, that they're building their own empire. Just like that businessman sat there and talked with me, he said, I could never do in 25 years what the Holy Spirit did in one moment. He said, I came to the revelation that what one, in one moment with the Spirit of God, what the Spirit of God could do in his heart, he could not do for 25 years. The peace that he received in one moment, the life that he received in one moment, it was because the Holy Spirit, I can't give myself life. I don't care how many counseling, I love, I go to counseling. Lord knows I need it. But no matter how many counseling sessions, no matter how many spa days I have, no matter how many vacations I have, come on. No matter how many things I can gather up in my home to make me look status-wise, all the good, like no matter how many things I can do, I cannot have life apart from the Spirit. I'm actually dead to myself again. And this is the truth for us today. The status, the, 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 the looks, the everything's got to die. But when you come to living life in the spirit, you get to have life and life abundant. The spirit gives us something we cannot give ourselves. He gives us the life of Jesus inside of us. He gives us resurrection power. N.T. Wright says this. In Simple Christian, his book, I love N.T. Wright, he says this. Those in whom the spirit comes to live are God's new temple. They are individually and corporately. We're a body, right? Places where heaven and earth meet. My knee's all jacked up, but I'm dancing in the presence today. Did you catch that? That the Holy Spirit given to us is what allows for heaven to meet earth. Do you catch that? We get to have heaven inside of us through the Holy Spirit. You know what that is? Power in life. You know what heaven's all about? Life and power. Power and life. Peace and joy. You can, I could can, can put all the characteristics, but life and power, that is what heaven is like. And when we say yes to the activation work of the Holy Spirit in us, we get life 
and power. We get heaven. This is why I truly believe in the kingdom of now and yet to come. I get to have heaven today, a glimpse of it, a portion of it. It's not the whole thing until Jesus returns, but I get to live today in life and power. You know what happens when we don't listen to the spirit? We start listening to death. And I've been there, straight up. Many of you know, over the last year or so, like I was listening to an opposing spirit calling me to death. And it was when the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 shake that off of you, get that off of you, start listening. I was like, oh, once again, I'm hearing life. The Spirit of God will never call you to death. The Spirit of God will never call you to gossip. The Spirit of God will never call you to not be kind. The Spirit of God will never call you not to give. I, 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 was, I heard that the Lord told me to give my car away, but I don't think it was the Lord. No, it's probably the Lord. No, no, no. No, it's probably the Lord. Because <laughs> he's all about generosity. He's all about it. You're right. Life and power, life and power, the kingdom of God coming in me, having the ability to understand the truths of the kingdom of God, right? John 14, 17 says this, the world will not understand, the world will not catch what's happening, but because the spirit is inside of you, you get to understand the ways of the kingdom of God. You get to know the words of God. You get to know what Jesus is saying in the scriptures. If the spirit of God, which has been given to you because of Jesus is in you and you allow for that thing to be, you allow for him to be activated in you, you will understand the kingdom. Hear me, but it's a gift. Do you want it? Do you want life and power? Do you actually want the kingdom's ways? Because if you did, you got to start learning how to live with the spirit then. You got to start learning how to, to, to sit with the spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Jesus, I love you. I adore you. I need life and power. I need you. I need you. I need you. And when that happens, we get filled with wisdom. When that happens, we get filled with revelation. When that happens, we get filled with kindness. When that happens, we get filled with joy. When that happens, we get filled with peace. Are you with me? When we, when we the Holy Spirit gives us life and power. And when you hear power, that's been manipulated. It thinks that it's a connotation that like the church should be like out there ruling with an iron fist and telling everybody where they're wrong, like fighting Starbucks when they came out with no more Christmas cups. Like, what are we doing? It's our power. It's the Holy No, it's not. Just talk to the priest and tell him how much Jesus loves him. That would be a good example of power. Power is not like, oh, no, it's going out in loving. It's going out embracing. It's going out proclaiming. See what Peter did? Peter stands before a whole bunch of people and says, yo, 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 repent. Jesus is so good. He loves you. Repent. Be baptized and know the love of Jesus. Man, what would happen is if, if, a, 
How many people in here? Maybe 150? I don't know. What if 150 people got activated tomorrow with the pres- in the presence of the Holy Spirit and walked out and shared the goodness of God in power and in life to the person that you interact with? What would happen? 150 more would get at it. Then after that, what would happen? 150 more would get at it. What would happen? 150 more would get at it. And we would see a kingdom happen like it happened there in Pentecost where 3,000 were added to the numbers of who served Jesus. What would happen? But instead... He's like, God, oh, he's not doing enough for me. He hasn't answered my prayer request. It's like, it's like, whoa, hold on. This ain't about you. It's not about me. It's about him in me. You all right, church? Oh, man, the spirit comes and gives life and power to us. It's happened then. People who live life in the spirit live each day in an awakening of living to please God. Did you hear that? Living life in the Spirit, live each day to please God. Saying, no longer do I want a heart of stone, I want a heart of flesh. I want the Spirit to be activated in me. I want to know what you're doing in my midst today. Come on, it's not a thing to just say in church, but the Spirit is moving every day. Jesus is speaking every day. Will we have ears to hear? Will we have eyes to see? How does that help? How does that happen? The Holy Spirit helping us. Okay? Second thing, the Holy Spirit clears out the old and brings in the new. So if he fills you with life and power, what that means is this. Is if, he, if it's a new way of living, there's some stuff that happens. And there's some stuff in us that has to go. You know, moving's a process, yes? How many of you know moving's a process? You pack everything. Well, some of you, I've moved you. You don't pack anything. It's just grabbing whatever. It's like, what did we sign up for in Jesus' name? Like, geez, nobody, no offense to anybody. But just get boxes next time. <laughs> like walk into the house, it's like set up like we're having dinner. <laughs> like the moving truck, we have it for two hours. We're like, where's the boxes? <laughs> Anyways, I love you all. But you know, some things are easier to lift than others. Some things are easier to move than others. Some things are lighter. Some things are, not, are very heavy. And it takes time. Now hear me, because theologically some people are like, whoa, whoa, I know when Jesus saved my life, he called me to life in that moment. But I'm 35. I got saved at 22. And but best believe the Lord is still ripping stuff out of me today. Today. I woke up today and he's like, I need to deal with that thing right there. I said, what thing? That's not there. He said, that thing right there. He's still working today in us. The Holy Spirit clears out our lives of old stuff and brings us new stuff daily. He wants to continually have us to be people that have a heart that is filled with him. And don't creep back into having a heart of stone, but saying yes to having a heart of, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about living a life in the spirit. Hear me. This is not a question of, this is a question of, are you living a life in the spirit? We will stand before Jesus and he will judge believers based upon how we lived a life in the spirit. I believe that. He's going, yo, yo, there's some stuff in us that can only be taken out if you sit with the spirit of God and say yes to it. There's some heavy lifting things that have been in my heart that the spirit can only deal with. Yes, with the help of counsel and friends and people and prayer, but like, it's me going spirit. There's, he's not interested in changing habits. It's not a thing to say, but it's true. He's not interested in just changing habits. 
Like I, I, was, I was drinking excessively before I got saved. Like, like, like bad. That's all I could deal with life and the noise and the chaos was, was to just pull out a bottle and, and just, that was it. I got saved and I was still drinking. <laughs> and I remember one night I went to a, can I be honest with you? Forgive me. Like I went to the, went to the, what are we, the club? I don't even know what it was. It was like a bar club. It was the nastiest. And like, look, what are we doing? That's why they keep the lights off. <laughs> you turn the, you ever been in one of those places that turn the lights on? And you're like, holy cow. Like what? Anyways, no, none of you, if you haven't, don't go, please. You don't need to go in Jesus' name. I remember sitting there and the Lord was like, stop drinking. I said, excuse me? He said, cut it out of your life. Take some time because Jay, you self-medicate. He wasn't dealing with the drinking. He was dealing with the trauma. He was dealing with the pain because he's not interested in the habits being transformed. That wasn't a habit. Like, he wasn't interested in that. He was interested in me stopping myself from self-medicating and actually going to him and saying, yo, yo, I'm actually really hurt. I actually have a wound that's so big. You with, you with me? In the spirit of God whispering, I'll take care of that. I'll mend that. I'll take that old thing out of you. Oh, you have some wounds of a friend. You have some wounds of a parent. You have some wounds of a, of a classmate. You have some wounds of a teammate. You have some wounds of a sibling. You have some wounds of an uncle or an aunt that did something. You have those wounds. The Holy Spirit is not interested in just changing your habits. He's interested in mending your heart. Man, Peter goes from being a denier. It wasn't like the Holy Spirit showed up in the room, found Peter and said, Peter, I'm taking care of you first. We don't get that. I just believe Peter was in the room praying with the rest of them. Come, Lord Jesus, come. You, your promises are yes and amen. Worshiping and singing. How fun would it have been to be in that upper room for a couple of those days? Like, just to be in that room for a moment. Guess what? We can have it today. Newsflash. But to be in that room, the Spirit looked across the room and looked at Peter. I just believe it said, you're filled just as much as the person next to you. You're filled. I'm going to deal with you. Why did you, why did you run from Jesus? I, I believe the Lord was like, I'm, the Spirit of God was like, I'm going to deal with that Peter right now. And what does Peter do? Walks out among the crowd and goes from denying and goes, yo, remember me? The boy that was with the chickens and the people telling him I didn't know him? Guess what? I know him. I know him. And he knows me and he lives in me and he's inside of me. And let me tell you about his ways. Peter was not a superhero. People, Peter did not have a leg up on anybody in this room. Peter was a guy, a dude that lived in that time, and the same is true for us today. Is this good news? Bruce, please come up. Is this all right? He deals with the stuff. The question is, will you allow for him to bring you into the new way of living? Will you get over yourself? That will preach in 2022. Well, you get over yourself, but I didn't get this. <laughs> I want to just say something else. He, he loves you. He's crazy about you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to encounter you. He wants to breathe into you. Right? He wants to do that. He wants to take dead things, old things, and clear them out and bring new life. 
Come on, man. Like, this is the best news. He wants new life. New life. Final thing is this. Oh, oh, I, 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 no, I, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Because the man, uh, do you have that quote from, from Billy, Billy Graham? I love this quote. Catch this real quick. It says this, the Holy Spirit. So, so just talking about awakening us and calling us to new life, the Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people, makes us yearn for God, and takes spiritual truths and make them understandable for us. You want to know how to have old things come to life? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you yearn for God. And he'll bring revelation to the truth of God. Come on, this is not, you can't, I don't care what PhD double times two you have. I sat with that businessman. He's studying at, I'm, he's studying at a very well-known institution in England. And he says, the stuff he's learning, it's great. I, I have a master's. Believe it or not, guys, I have a master's. Well, well who knew? Who knew? Who knew? It's a miracle to me in Jesus' name. But no matter what things, and they're all good, I believe in education, I believe in learning, I believe in all this. He says, but what he gets from the Holy Spirit, no book can touch it. I said, bro, come. I said, I said, I actually called him, I said, pastor, no, what? You're learning from some of the best minds. And he said, doesn't matter. When I, when I get with, with the presence of God and I sit with the word of God, there's revelation that I get from the Holy Spirit that no book, no professor, no doctor, nobody can teach it because God is so kind and he's so intimate that he wants to speak directly to us individually, corporately, because that's who he is. Is that all right? He clears out stuff in us. Final thing is this. The Holy Spirit brings us into heaven on earth. Great point, Pastor. Yeah, it's a good one. The Holy Spirit because of the day of Pentecost, brings heaven to earth, brings us into heaven on earth. I think Acts 2 verses 40 through 47 are some of the most beautiful written pieces of scripture. I'm gonna read them. But as I read this again, this is what flipped our whole house, this whole church, back in 2020, the end of 2020 into 2021, reading this going, this is heaven. This is what it looks like to live in the kingdom. See, we think that the kingdom, in order to have the kingdom on earth, in order to live like with Jesus, means that there's no chaos. It means that there's no bad things that happen. It means that there's no pain. It means that there's not things happening like we're experiencing in 2022. Can I tell you something? Experiencing the kingdom of God is living in the midst of that with peace, with life, with hope, with a belief that there is a king and with belief that the king is going to come. Are you with me? If you fixate your eyes on what is happening, I'm not telling you to put your head in the sand, but I'm telling you, if you fix your eyes on what's happening, you're going to get caught in that stream. You're going to be the guy riding on the bike. Hear me. You're going to be the guy riding on the bike. When we get the presence of God, when we have the Holy Spirit activated in us, this is what happens to us. Are you ready? Verse 42, forgive me. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship the apostles' teaching into fellowship, to the word of God, into fellowship with one another. You with me? It, it, says, it, it says that they just chose whenever they felt like it. Does it say that, Christopher? No, it says, it says what they devoted, devoted themselves to it. There was no other option for them. There wasn't a plan B, a plan C. There was plan A, and it was that. You with me? Because if they, they knew if they would just encounter the word of God and let the word of God encounter them, they would have heaven meet them. Oh, this is good. They broke bread, communion, and they prayed together. Oh, what would happen if we stopped having coffee dates to gossip and just started having miniature prayer meetings? No, just me, okay? 
I'm going to have a prayer meeting with you. I'm all about conversations and checking in and making sure. But if we just stopped with the nonsense, said, Holy Spirit, oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. We can do, we can see more get done in five minutes of prayer than 50 minutes of conversation going around in circles. It says that they devoted themselves to prayer, to pray. I can just imagine they were like, I'm gonna pray for you. What's your name? Murph? Okay, I'm gonna pray. Jesus' name, Phil Murphy, with a greater measure. Like, they just started bouncing around. I'm not telling you to be weird and walking up to people and be like, what's your name? Like, have some wisdom. But it said, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow when people are living with the presence of God, when they're seeking that and not seeking that. Are you with me? But it is a sign, it is a wonder that follows life in the Spirit. I don't pursue miracles. I don't pursue healing. I don't pursue any of that stuff. I pursue Him. And what happens is signs and wonders follow. That should be the church. Guys, this should be us. Not just me. Not just any of the pastors or elders or leaders. No, no, it should be all of us. That we should be walking out, activated, walking this thing out, going, I've just encountered the Lord today and he's got someone for me to minister today. So the person across from me that's on the blue line that I'm not really sure if I can talk to, I'm gonna talk to in faith and believe in faith that God has something for them. This is what it looks like to live life in the spirit, that signs and wonders followed them. Oh, why are we not seeing this? Why do we not see this in the Western church? You go overseas, you go, you go different places, you see this everywhere. Why? They catch what it means to be in the Spirit together. Nick preached a great word last week about independence, freedom. We don't like our freedom independence card being taken from us. Hello? No? Preaching out to a real quiet church. I died with him. My independence free card my card, Jay's card, gone. It's a battle, it's hard. But when I get to live with him and in the community of believers, things happen. Are you right? All the believers together and had everything in common. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who has need. They sold property and possessions. Anyways, I'll just let the Spirit deal with that one. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I hit that already, but man, this is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. Glad and sincere hearts, peace, joy, love, hope. I'm not saying rainbows and butterflies. I'm not saying all good things happen all the time, but I'm saying, man, I could be in the midst of the storm and still feel like, man, God, you're near to us. And to have people living life in the Spirit together going, we're in this together. Is this okay? Almost done. Two minutes. Praising God. Enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to theirs daily who are being saved. The Holy Spirit brings us into heaven on earth. That is a picture. Now I know in heaven we get the signs of revelation that we'll just be singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. It can happen today. We fellowship and love with one another. We break bread with one another. We commune in prayer with one another. When we surrender our lives at the altar and we say, 
I'm done trying to figure it all for me. I'm more concerned about what he has to say and what he would have me to do. And when we get to that place, guys, we experience the kingdom in ways we've never experienced before. But like I said at the beginning, this doesn't happen by your own self. This does not happen by your own self. It's actually impossible. It happens through the activation and the desire and the longing of the spirit inside of you to do this. Are you with me? This cannot happen on your own. All this cannot happen. You can't break bread with people. <laughs> it's actually really hard. You can't pray for people. It's really difficult. You can't love people. It's nearly impossible. The way that Jesus would have us to do all this, apart from the Spirit of God, is the Spirit of God that was given to them on that day that they saw heaven come to earth and an example for us to live life in the Spirit day in and day out. So the Holy Spirit, He wants to fill us. Stand your feet. Stand your feet. He wants to fill us today. I really believe that's it. He, he, he wants to fill us. He wants to fill, once again, afresh and new. I told you, when you said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit came inside of you. But there is an activation that happens, and then there's an infilling that happens day by day, hour by Like, I need the Spirit of God every day. I need a fresh outpouring of the Spirit on my life every day. I, I need today for some stuff that's in me, the old stuff, the dead stuff, to come out. I need some things dealt with in my heart that it's only by the Spirit of the living God that that can happen. I need the Spirit to reveal to me how to live life today. I need the Spirit to reveal to me wisdom of how to operate in 2022 today. I need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And just like that day then, He wants to do it today. He desires this more than you could ever desire it for yourself. I promise you that. And so today, I'm not going to do anything except this. If you want the infilling, the fresh move of the Spirit, if you want to be filled with the Spirit of God, slip your hands up right now. Not for me to see. Close your eyes. You don't need to look around. If this is what you want, He wants to give it today. He wants to give the empowerment of the Holy Spirit a fresh infilling today. He wants signs and wonders to follow you, yes, but He wants to encounter you. He wants to encounter your heart. He wants to encounter your mind. He wants to encounter your family. He wants to encounter you. He wants to change you. He wants to transform he wants to bring you into all of heaven right now. This is the Spirit's work. This is the Spirit's work. Keep your hands up. Just, just say yes to Him right now. Say, Holy Spirit, I say yes to you. Come on, don't, don't, don't. I'm not doing it. This is you. Holy Spirit, I say yes to you today. Holy Spirit, I say yes to a filling of you today. Holy Spirit, I say yes to the empowerment today. Holy Spirit, I say yes to you taking full reign and control over my life over my mind, over my eyes, over my ears, over my home, over my children, over my hands, over my feet. Come on, just begin to cry out to Him. Tell Him you want more. Ask Him for more. Come on, it's just simply this. Holy Spirit, I want more. I want more. We want more. We want more, Holy Spirit. We want more of you, Holy Spirit of God. Fall afresh. Fill us afresh, deep in our hearts today. We want more of you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your name. Come on, just one little bit more. Ask him for more. Ask him to heal where there's places in your heart where there are deep wounds today. Come on, you know where those are. He's showing you right now. Just ask him to clear them out. Ask him to take them out. Ask him to heal right now. Scars that, that are bleeding wide open again. Ask him to mend them and close them up again. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Deep work of the Spirit today in our hearts. We say yes to it today. We say yes to it today. We say yes to it today, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want more. We need more of you today, Jesus. Blessing and honor be unto your name today. 
Father, today, I ask in your son's name that you would fill these people with power in life. Power in life. That all opposing spirits that are speaking other, release them off right now. And would power in life come to my brothers and sisters. I pray for the gifts of the spirit to be imparted and, and activated right now across this room. You're calling forth teachers right now. You're calling forth teachers of the word right now. And so would you activate that right now in Jesus' name. You're calling forth people that are going to begin to lay hands on the sick and they're going to be able to see them healed. You're calling it forth right now. You're calling forth, Father, people to have deep prayer times with you, deep encounters of prayer languages with you. You're calling it out right now. You're activating it right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that right now you're filling people with the greater measure of the fruit of the Spirit. In my life, oh God, fill me with the fruit of the Spirit. With every part of it, I want none of it lacking. I need it all. We need it all, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, activate it in my heart, in my life right now. More of it right now. Show it to me right now. So Holy Spirit, fill people right now. Fill people with the knowledge of you. Fill people with the yearning hearts, Holy Spirit, to, to know the word, to know Jesus. Yeah, just right now, just fill them, Holy Spirit, with a yearning desire to know more of Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. We bless your holy name, Jesus. Oh, we bless the great name of Jesus today. All other ground is sinking sand. Everything else fades. You do not. You stand forever. You are the rock. So Holy Spirit, yeah, I just, one last thing before we close. I just pray for minds right now. For minds right now. He, he wants to do surgery right now on minds of, of thoughts, of patterns of thoughts. Where your mind has been creating uh, pathways that are leading to destruction right now. He's just, he's mending it right now. He's mending it right now. Where there are minds that are just being plagued with, with the thoughts that, that he's not real, that he is not who he says he is. Right now, the Holy Spirit is overwhelming those thoughts right now. The Holy Spirit in Jesus' name is showing the goodness of our God. Is showing the goodness of our God. Is showing the goodness of our God. He's showing Jesus right now to you right now. He's showing the Father right now to you. So Holy Spirit, we say yes to new minds. Thank you. Thank you. We bless you, and we honor you today. Help us today as we go, that what we've received, we give now. We give it out. You are great, and greatly to be praised. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, come on, can we give Jesus some praise? Come on, just give him a few seconds of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus, we bless your name.